0: Long time. Yeah. Amen. It's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Hello. How y'all doing? Um, you're gonna have to roll with me. I just crossed from Mexico, and so my English is not that great. I'm blaming it on my Spanish. Amen. And uh, so, bueno, noches todos como estamos. us see. Anyway, I'm 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 up here. I went and saw my daughters. I and then I had some, I had a director's meeting and some other things, and I didn't come out at Christmas usually because as many people as mad at Trump and Matt at the United States, it takes like five hours across the bridge. Really? Yeah, it's just this mass influx of everybody and their brother from Mexico coming across the board, and I said, I'm not waiting five hours on the bridges across the, no, 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 and so um, I came up to see my daughters, and I've been up for three, four days, and so I'm going back home real soon. But it's been good. It's been always good to come to the United States. Just when I start to simulate back into the American culture, I jump back across the border and back in Mexico. I've been in Mexico for 32 years. So if you're wondering, this there's a little Mexican in this white body screaming to get out. Okay, is that all right? I, I was in Guitar Center today taking back a cable in Houston, and. Uh, for some reason, I, I'm, I went into the keyboard section just to drool on the keyboards, and just and I was playing this beautiful, and, and, and also I'm playing this, this cumbia-type rhythm, uh, this tropical rhythm, and and all these these Colombians saying, Oye, ¿Dónde vienes? ¿Qué está tocando? And I'm thinking, okay. I said, well, where where you all from? They said, we're from Colombia. And I thought, okay, I'm used to having Mexicans up here, but I think we got the whole world up here now, don't we? It was amazing, and then I am another guy. He's from Colombia. Is well, there been a big influx of Colombians coming up here? I found them, Amen. But it's it's good, and um, I think God's doing tremendous things worldwide. And what He has spoken to me is, we need to be, we need to choose to be part of what God's doing. Amen. Unfortunately, I think a lot of times we have this passive type mentality that God's going to just use us without us doing anything. Right? How many of y'all just, I mean, I grew up and I seen Jesus rescuing the the lamb off the side of the mountain. We think that's how the kingdom of God operates and it just don't operate like that. Amen? It says, draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you. Seek first. The kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So there's this part that that's very important that we need to play, that we have to play, and and when that all starts out by being, being willing, not just obedient. Amen. It says in Isaiah, it says the willing and the obedient will eat the good of land. A lot of times we're obedient, but we're not willing. How many have been obedient? How many have been not willing? How many have had fits of carnality with God? How many have expressed exactly how you felt with the plan of God for your life? Amen. So I say this out of experience and just watching God work in my own life. Amen. But, you know, God can... Bring about a change, a willingness, His purpose in your life if we're being obedient. It says we're changed from glory to glory as we behold His glory. Yes. That's how the kingdom of God operates. Amen? Awesome. It's a perpetual change from glory to glory to glory as we behold His glory. On, on, on the reverse, you can see when I was a kid, when I used to play baseball with these kids back in the Late 60s, early 70s. And you could just, all of a sudden, they start coming into the teenage years, rebellion, they start buying motorcycles, <laughs> growing hair long, smoking dope, partying, and you can see the transformation, for lack of a better word, to the dark side. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so I want to be transformed. More and more to the image of Him. Yeah. And I believe this will go on throughout eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Because as we behold His glory, we're transformed. Not just changed. Some of us need a complete transformation. <laughs> right? Yeah. Some of us need to pull the motor and just overhaul the whole thing. Right? Uh, is this right? I wasn't going to share that, but anyway, it's good to be here. Luke chapter five, and I, I want to share some things with this. is a very familiar passage, but I've just been studying this out and God has been speaking to me a lot of key uh, spiritual truths that, that need to be that I can apply to my life that I can receive the blessing. Amen, I don't always just preach for blessing. Look, I, I live in Mexico. I'm a hardcore Mexican missionary. Amen. You're going to have to look hard and long to find more of a hardcore missionary than me. The only, What would only differentiate me from the Mexicans is I refuse to eat my noodle. That, I drew the, draw the line. I'm with you It's like eating rubber with hot sauce on it. <laughs> You know, look, my wife was Mexican. My daughters were born in Mexico. They would eat menudo. I said, you're going to eat menudo? You sit four chairs away from me. I don't even want to smell it, okay? I'm sorry if I offended if you love menudo. Don't invite me. I guarantee you on that day I will be fasting. Pozoleme, you want to invite me, pozoleme, whatever, tamales, I can go I can go mano y mano with the Mexicans on salsa, y habaneros, y picante, chiles, pekin, whatever you want to go, I can go mano mano with you. But don't sit me down for a plate of menudo. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that came from, but anyway, it felt good to get it out. <laughs> Amen. Luke chapter 5. Verse 1, it says, So it was as a multitude pressed about to hear about him to hear the word of God. Isn't that great? Don't you think that blesses God? How many have a battle? Picking up the Bible. I know you all super saints in here, but there might be one or two that might battle on that. How many times did the cell phone or the iPad or the computer has this tremendous... It just—it's just like every day. Okay, well, do I pick up the Bible? But I could check my emails. Yeah. Hey, am I the only one that battles with that? What's that? And it says, "And the multitude press in to hear the word of God." Amen. There's just something. I was at some little restaurant over here in your main section over here. And that what? No, it was a different one. There's a coffee. No, this is a coffee shop. I don't know. It's yeah. Mothers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm, I'm just started reading the book of Revelation. This 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 teaching this guy. Got, and I was just amazed. I thought, where did this come from? How come I never saw that? It's amazing that when we actually read the the Word of God, how how much God starts speaking to us. Amen? I need God to speak to me. Amen? I cannot let this body... Amen? I can't let this mind dominate how I think. I need to be moved by the Word of God. I need to be controlled by the Word of God. Amen. I can't let the spirit of the air that's what that's what Jesus said of Satan. He says he's the spirit of the air that controls the communications, the networks, and all this stuff, and we're just bombarded and saturated by all this worldliness. Every day we, we encounter it in our jobs and our in our work and in our interaction with our families. You know, it's it's everywhere. And so I'm over here at my mom mom's. It's a, it's like a redneck coffee shop. It was like an hour ago. Right. Was it by On the other side of that. Okay, is that. Right. And they really treated me nice. They gave me a blueberry muffin and everything. <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So I offended the Hispanics. Now I offended all the rednecks. <laughs> oh, do they? They were really nice to me. So, yeah. Oh, does she? Okay. They have Bible studies on Oh, do they? Yeah, <laughs> the Anyway, so the crowd pressed in to hear the word of God. I'm sure if Jesus was here in Luling, he'd have a Bible study over at Moms. Hallelujah! And uh, isn't God good this evening? It's going to be a wild night tonight, ain't it? It's always a wild night here at Maranatha, isn't it? All right. Do you hear the word? He stood by the lake of, help me with this word. Genesaret. Genesaret. And saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon. This was was started to speak to me. He didn't ask permission. Amen. What would have happened if Peter would say, said, what are you doing?" Yeah. Amen. You think that you think that sounds radical, but a lot of times the Holy Ghost starts moving on our lives. We not, might not articulate it in that form, but in the same sense as, "Hey, what are you doing in my life?" There's times when God just moves on you, and we need to be ready to receive what He has for it at that point in time. Let me say this: every time I seek God, it is like He never shows up on my schedule. Yeah, for sure. Right? All oh right, God, I got this. This certain time. Look, I'm I'm really busy. I know you're running the universe, but hey, you know I'm I, I got I got a schedule to keep. And so, Simon, they're washing their nets, and Jesus appears. They really don't know Jesus. Jesus is just beginning his ministry, and all of a sudden, he gets in the man's boat. It's like somebody gets in your car HEB. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? And Simon's looking at him, thinking, Who is this guy? What if Simon said, hey, get out of my boat. Well, there was another boat next to him. And what if the owner of that other boat said, hey, you're not welcome. I think Jesus just walked on the water at that point in time. How many believe he can do supernatural things? How many believe he can? You know, we are important to the plan of God, but we're not that important. Right? We think we might think we're super important to God, but Jesus said, I can make these rocks, praise me. You know, in the book of Revelation, in the end of the book, he sends the angels across the universe, across the world, preaching the gospel of repentance. And so praise God that, you know, Simon allowed Jesus to use his boat to teach it. And he said, Simon, take me a little bit out. And he taught the people. I think there needs to be a preparation in our hearts to receive what God wants to do physically, morally, and mentally in our lives. And that has to be based on the Word of God. Amen. Satan comes immediately. Satan comes immediately. I wasn't going to share this, but since I do a lot of church planning, I do a lot of, I'm in a lot of areas that are void of the gospel. That spiritual strongholds have never been challenged or pulled down, or the light of the gospel has never penetrated in these areas. People, a lot of religion in Mexico. And if it isn't religion, people gravitate towards some kind of uh, spiritualism or or the real hardcore ones get involved in witchcraft and all this junk. And and so, you know, Satan, there's no hindrance what Satan wants to do. And so, uh, you know, we go in there with the power of God. Mm -hmm. (coughs) It says the kingdom of God is with you. Amen. Yeah. That's not something that's head knowledge. That's something that should be experienced in your life. Where I where I am, the kingdom of God is. Where the kingdom of God is, hopefully I am there. That that's, that should be that should be experienced in our life. And I think we need to be aware of that. That fact that hey, where I go, I should dissipate, I should dispel darkness through the power of God, through the Holy Spirit residing and dwelling on the inside of me. Amen. I have to believe this. Amen. Where where we go, the light of the gospel should go. And so Jesus, he teaches the people. Verse 4, when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night long and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. And that's what God said to me, don't be moved by what you see, but what you feel, be moved by the word. Back in the 80s and 90s, I guess, everything was the word. What does the word say? That has kind of shifted and taken a back seat to this experience that we want to feel every service. I think if we're word-centered, the real manifestation of God will happen in our lives. Amen. What do people react to? They react to the Word and the moving of the Holy Spirit. In the beginning, God spoke and He created the heavens and the earth and the kingdoms and the fish and animal kingdom and everything material and natural was created by the Word. Moses said, open and the Red Seas open. Noah said, By thy word I will build the ark. Amen. Jesus said, In my name, cast off demons. Can you see the connection there? Lord, we have toiled all night long, and they're probably thinking, We don't know you. And the little we know, you're a carpenter. What do you know about fishing? We're we're professional fishermen. But Peter said, or Simon said, By at thy word. Some even need to get a handle on that. I need to live like that. Believe me. God, you spoke to me. You gave me this promise in Your Word. You have made that a revelation that has become a reality in my life. I am believing. I don't understand how. It's not my problem to figure out how it's going to come to pass. My responsibility is to believe, to use my faith. Amen? How many believe you need to use faith in this walk? Without faith... You are hindering God for what He wants to do in your life. You know, in the book of Hebrews 11, and it lists all these great men and women of faith, these people are a mess. Right? Moses kills an Egyptian, and then he buries them. Tries to hide. Samson had problems with women. David, a great man of God, but he also fell. Peter tried to chop off a guy's head. And the list goes on and on. Abraham got into the flesh and got scared. How would you like? This? A king comes up to you and says, Is that your wife? And Abraham says, No, she's my sister. Yeah, that's going to really go good overnight. Do you know her? I never saw her in my life. You could say that man was not acting in the spirit of power and might at that point in time. Elijah is overwhelmed by the spirit of death and leaves Elijah and runs. Could you imagine just what Elijah's thought? What's going on? These were men and women like you and me. That had problems, that had situations, and let me, let, let, I've been preaching for 38 years. I guarantee you there is problems in every church. There's problems in every life. There's problems in your life. There's problems in my life. But you know what? God still loves us. It says He had begun a good work in us. How many believe Has God begun a good work in you? I don't believe God knows how to do a bad work. I think that's what Satan wants us to think. Well, this is God chastising me. No, it's not God chastising you. Amen. Well, this is God's will for my life. No, it's not God's will for your life. Mexico is full of religion. Full of religion. Dead old Pentecostal religion. They'll just kind of, oh. Nobody loves me. God is chastising me. I'm gonna go eat worms. What I read in, in the John, the letter of John says, this is how John starts out speaking to the church. It says, Beloved. Paul, grace and mercy to you. That just changes the whole the whole dynamic of how we should look at the Word of God. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Jesus came to give us life, and life in abundance. Jesus came, He said, for so long I desired to have this fellowship with you. Lord, we've toiled all night long and have caught nothing, nevertheless, at thy word. How many have received the word from God? Amen. Amen. How many believe God has a plan and a purpose for your life? Yeah. How many believe God is waiting a lot of times on us to step into it, to embrace it, to receive it, or it becomes a part of our life, that it just starts to flow out of us, it just emanates out of us? That's when that, that's when it really becomes a reality and it starts to manifest in this world. Amen? It's taken me a long time to realize this. I've walked a lot of miles and drove thousands of miles. Preached, you know, 20,000 times in Mexico. Have fought with devils from one end to the other. And I come to this conclusion. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Amen. Beloved, beloved, I wish that you prosper and be in health as thy soul prospers. I have come to give you life and life in abundance. At thy word, Lord. At thy word. At thy word. At thy word. Something supernatural happens. And let me just say this. I don't think Peter or Simon was full of faith at that moment. I think he was being obedient. I think he felt the presence of God. How many of you felt the presence of God? What do you think that presence of God is there for? Amen. Why do you think God manifests Himself in your life? Other than the fact that He loves you and He wants to be part of you. But there's a purpose for that manifestation to happen over your life, in your everyday life. You don't know where it's going to happen. Simon didn't know Jesus is going to appear at the, at the lakeside and get into his boat and, and start preaching. And then all the supernatural. He had no idea. A lot of times we have no idea. I can sense You know, after 41 years of walking with the Lord, I can sense when there's a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit on my life. It's just like, I don't know, I'll just share that. It's like my hearing, it just opens up to the spiritual realm. Amen? It's just like, it just opens up. And I can hear almost supernaturally. When I was just born again back in 1979, I was in the military and uh, I went overseas and I came back. And I went to my reprobate friends that I knew before I got saved. How many you got some reprobate friends? And uh, I went over their house and being G.I.s, G.I.s are notorious about drinking and smoking and partying. And uh, I'm sitting there and God opens my, my spiritual vision and I see this wall, this invisible wall separating me from them. Amen something had transpired in my life. I was transformed out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of light. And God allowed me to see that. I could have crossed over, I could have went through that invisible wall and partook of what they were doing. But I said, no, I'm going to continue on with God. As a new Christian, and I've had my ups and downs like everybody in this walk, but the supernatural should be part of our lives. What's going to convince your neighbors, your family, more than anything else, is when they sense that something real has transpired in your life. Amen. I had the privilege of leading my dad and my mother to the Lord. We, didn't you lead your father? I mean, that's tough. That's tough after you fought with your dad your whole life. Amen. Anybody ever had problems with their dad? Amen. <laughs> I'd say give a testimony, but we want to get out of here by midnight. And that was a great moment, leading my dad to the Lord. You know, they passed on, and I believe, you know, they, they accepted the Lord, and you know, and only God knows, you know, I believe they're in heaven. Because they saw something real in my life. And sometimes, I remember once I went home. I'm from Michigan. I'm not from the south. I'm not from Texas. I don't know if you all Oh, no, you knew that. <laughs> One lady said, You're dangerously close to sounding like a Yankee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever that sounds like. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, you could, I, I, I would testify to my brothers and sisters, and they just look at me like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Amen. But, you know, I think my sister got saved too. I refused to participate in profane arguments. Ain't going to happen, not at this point in time. I want to see my family born again. I think we all want to see that. And I think our testimony is probably the strongest entity that can lead them into knowing the Lord. And so Simon says, At thy word, and they went out, and they cast the nets out again. And they started bringing up all this fish, and the boat began to sink. And they called the other boat in, and they filled up two boats full of fish. Amen. And and, and I love this part. And, and it says, And Simon came and fell at the knees of Jesus and Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Well, if he wanted to get away from Jesus, why didn't he just go the other way? Amen? If you don't want to be with Jesus, how many of you have ever run from God? Don't look at me like the Maris. Amen? You don't come and fall at Jesus' feet and say, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful person. You just run the other way, right? I've run the other way. I've ended up in Denver, Colorado once. That was a bad deal. Anyway, you don't run to Jesus. That's that old religion operating in us. And Jesus said, don't worry about it. You will no longer be fishers of men, or fishers of fish. Fishers of fish, I don't know if that sounds good or not. But today, you'll be fishers of men. And all these fish that they caught, I think Jesus has provided for them to pay all their bills, cover all their expenses. Amen. And he said, today, no longer will you be known as Simon, but today you'll be known as Peter. Changes of names in the Old Testament had a lot of significance. I could just imagine how Simon was before he came to know Christ. If you're ever in Mexico and you watch fishermen it's it's really a sight. I was in I was, I was in Florida once at a station, and I was, I was down at the docks, and I heard this guy cussing and swearing he was a captain of a fishing boat. And, you know, I'm around sergeants and everything else that could not even hold a candle, this fisherman in his language. This guy was really good at cussing. I mean, he was an expert. I was even ashamed, even being a reprobate. And I have this image of Peter, that this hardcore, hard drinking, hard living person. Is now is down on his knees before Jesus, saying, "Depart from me, Lord, because I'm a sinner." Well, God's not afraid of sinners. Jesus came to save that which was lost. Amen. Jesus came to say, "The kingdom of God is at hand." And I think any time the manifestation power of the Spirit of God is manifested, we can just step into it. Some of you are looking at me like a calf at a new gate. <laughs> okay, let's just, one more time. How many of you felt the power of God? How many of you felt the presence of God? How many of you believe what I'm trying to share with you? There's a stepping into that presence of God. There's something that transpires when we sense the Holy Spirit and we just step into it. People that practice witchcraft and spiritualism, they step into a manifested spirit. Amen. They, they, they believe in the supernatural. They believe in the power of Darkness. For some, you know, I, I'm completely against it. I'm, you know, I, I live there's a there's a chapel called the the Holy Death, La Capilla de la Santissima Muerte, and they got all the you know you go in there, and they got all these symbolic signs of Satan, everything, all these statues, all this death. I just walked in there. Uh, amen. And I saw some guy giving it some money, and I just thought, how can I get that money? (laughs) The wealth of the wicked laid up for the righteous. Amen. I felt nothing, nothing, zero, nada. I didn't take the guy's money, if you're thinking that. (laughs) Thought about it, though. I thought about it. That was good that I didn't, right? Stepping into it, realizing that Jesus is moving in our life. If He wants to that's a supernatural movement of the Holy Spirit that that's symbolic, and that Jesus gets into that boat. Jesus wants to move on your life. He wants to move in your heart. He, you know, but it's up to us if we're going to allow Him to. Amen. Many people say, "Hasta acá, nada más." To this point. No more. You know, and, I, and I, I'm trying to be critical of any denomination or anything like that. Well, I've been in a lot of denomination. Well, one time they invited me up to New Braunfels. They don't tell me where they're inviting me to. And so I'm preaching, I'm going to Holy Ghost, the whole nine, and no, and it's just ice cold. Everybody's just looking at me like, we're we're Presbyterians. We don't believe anything you have to say. I believe. I believe. I believe. At Thy word, at Thy word, at Thy word, Lord. Faith begins where the will of God is known. <clears throat> How many believe God will speak to you? He spoke to me a number of times to go to Mexico before I went. He prepared me in 1982, 1983 at Rainbow Valley Training Center. He would continually speak to me in my heart. It was it was one of the most amazing times I've ever experienced. The Holy Ghost would just come on me. He'd say, I'm preparing you for ministry outside the United States. Don't get settled here. I'm preparing you for ministry outside the United States. And so I, I went back to Montana and nine days later the Holy Ghost said, uh, what are you doing here? You know that's not a good way to start your life, and so I'm just talking to this invisible voice. I said, "Well, I'm, I'm hey, I'm going to raise up a church, you and me. Hey, we got it together. You know, we, we're going to do it." And he says, I, "Don't plan on staying here too long, because this isn't the will of God." I thought, I thought, I don't care. I love it here. <laughs> Amen. Oh, don't look at me like you guys never thought this. Amen. And you know it's it's hard using a biblical terminology. It's hard to kick against the pricks, and it's hard where there's nobody in agreement with you. I had one person in agreement with me going to Mexico. It was a drunk. I'm serious. He get. He'd get liquored up and said, oh, Ron Wallach, he's going to Mexico to preach to the Mexicans. I said, shut up. <laughs> How you think? I am so glad I obeyed God. Because I've seen my peers, my people that, you know, at my age that we went through this whole scenario that have become stagnated, frustrated shipwrecked in their faith. You know, I'm, I'm ready to keep going on. Amen? It takes God a lifetime to get us halfway ready to be used the way He wants us to be used. Amen? I mean, Mexico is completely wide open for me. Nobody wants to be down there, but other than that, you know, I just, you know, I, I know people everywhere. Ya yeah viene el Amen. <laughs> hey, viene el I preach in the the, the, the prison there in Ciudad Victoria, and you go through these all these checkpoints. Sh- 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 you feel like almost a mouse, and uh, they check you out and. Finally, they open one door and you walk through. They open another the door. Buena suerte, buenito. And they throw you out into the yard. <laughs> I'm looking around and I'm surrounded by all these drug cartel people. <laughs> Cristo vive! <laughs> Amen. Cristo <laughs> vive! And so, you know, I don't see no guards anywhere. They're all up in the towers with machine guns. Just the crazy people are down below. It's some of the most glorious campaigns you could ever imagine because where, there, where there's sin, there's abundance of sin, there's more the grace and mercy of God. I love I hate going in there. Amen. Then they want to keep me all day long. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Hasta la vista, baby. We'll see you later. But God's moving in all different areas. It's a privilege to be part of it. Cast your nets out again. Cast your nets out again. Don't let the world take that net out of your hand. If God's spoken, if God has given you a word, that word will come to pass if you fight for it. Amen. Amen. Just remember this. Satan comes immediately to take the word. He don't come immediately to bring sickness. He don't come immediately to bring poverty. He don't come immediately to bring calamity. His main focus is on the word that God has spoken to you and placed in your heart. And you just sit there, oh, Dios mío. Nadie me quiere. Nadie me ama, el perro me mordió, el carro no hala, la lavadora no lava, ya llegó la suegra con cuatro maletas, pero hay Cristo vive, hay poder en Cristo Jesús. You know, the white people are looking at me like, send the boy back to Mexico. I'm ready to go on with God. How about y'all? Amen. Amen. I'm ready to go on with God. You all of my inadequacies, they're nothing compared to what God... You know, I, I, I'm learning to shut off all my less than stellar performance. <laughs> Amen? We're our worst judge. Yeah. We're our worst critic. Yeah. We condemn ourselves. Jesus says, Beloved, 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 I wish beyond anything else that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. That's in the physical realm. Your souls, your, your mind, how you think, how you act, your body. It's not talking about your spirit. Your spirit's been made perfect when you accepted Jesus. But he wants your spirit and your body and your soul all line up with the Word of God. I have come to give you life and life in abundance. And let me tell you, being poor is not in abundance. I've never met a poor person that wanted to remain poor. Amen. Cast out your nets. I will no longer call you Bill, Bob, Juan, Felipe, Mary. Spiritually, God can change us. I'm not the same old reprobate from the 70s. Amen. Anybody remember the 70s? Don't look at me. Yeah. (laughs) What's that? I think we should almost have a (laughs) give a (laughs) altar call here. (laughs) It's a new day, a new year. I'm not living in 2019. I'm living in 2020. Forgetting those things that are behind, good and bad. Amen? Because God has something for us today. And for tomorrow. Yesterday's gone. Let's go on with God. Let's stand to our feet and let's pray. Amen. Good to be here tonight. Good, 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 good. Amen. Amen. If you need prayer, just Just come on up forward. We sense the Holy Spirit here tonight and just believing that God's ministering to you or wherever. If you need prayer, by all means after, before, after, if God's speaking to you, by all means come forward. But do you have anything else to say? Okay. Can you play something soft? Thank you. Hey, look, I'm still in Mexico. So this is hallelujah. To see all you people on a Wednesday night—that just blows me away. Yeah. God. Um, really, this is the—you're uh, uh, you're, doing—you're doing good, you're doing good. How many glad to be here tonight? How many sense the Holy Ghost here tonight? When Jesus is lifted up, He'll draw all men to Him. Lord, we thank you for this evening. We just praise you right now. We glorify you, God. We release. We release. We release the Holy Spirit right now. We thank You, Lord, that You're moving mightily. We rebuke the devourer. We rebuke any spiritual entity that seeks to hinder us. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. We come against it. We come against every lie, every stronghold. We come against it in Jesus' name. And we declare liberty, we declare a moving of the Holy Ghost. We come against every lie in Jesus' name. We thank you right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Allen with you all.